Welcome back to the Ghost and Shadow Podcast. This is your host, Billy Goldfang. And your boy, Ray Vegas. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's start the show. And we are live. Oh, shit. We back? <laughs> back. We in here. You just be starting the show without me, man. We're just hitting record whenever. You're watching Pornhub and you just got the show rolling. Hey. Just make sure you edit out the sounds in the back. Keep one hundo. It was midget porn. You <laughs> <laughs> moved back. on from the granny stuff. All right. Well, we're back <laughs> with another episode of the Ghost Shadow Podcast. We out here. We out here. And it's been a while. We miss you guys. Yeah, it has been a minute. A lot of stuff going on in our lives lately that's kind of kept us uh, away from the microphones, unfortunately. But we back in this bish. We are. And we appreciate you for tuning in. Yeah, the feedback's been pretty great. I know you've been getting a lot of uh, DMs and stuff like that. Yeah, people just kind of ask them, like, yo, where y'all at? <laughs> but we right here. We're right here, man. And it, honestly, like, it, one thing that would keep us here more often and make sure that we actually set the time aside from our crazy, hectic lives to make sure that we make this podcast continue going is if you guys could share it with a friend. Make sure that the word of this Ghost and Shadow podcast is being spread because right now we have a very strong and uh, appreciative, amazing group of fan gang uh, that has been listening to the podcast. But these numbers for each podcast have been pretty much the same. Like every podcast that we put out gets uh, roughly 120 listens and then it's on to the next 120 listens, 120 listens. So we need to grow, you know, yeah. like the, the fan gang needs to continue to get bigger. And um, hopefully, you know, we don't have a street team or nothing like that, but anybody wants to share this with a friend that thinks they might enjoy it, it would be greatly appreciated by both of us. But it's crazy because even though, you know, so many podcasts fail because people don't give it the time to allow for their audience to grow mm -hmm. and people get discouraged. Got to get it. Let it uh, marinate. You got to let it marinate for a little <laughs> bit. Um, let the word spread. And you have to also continue to do it because you like it, because you love it. This is true. And, you know, a lot of people just, you know, expect that immediate gratification of having, you know, thousands of people listen in like the first couple episodes. And that's not really the reality of things. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we out here, man. We back for the peoples. Yeah. We're trying to grow. We're trying to grow. Go, we, we, Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, we're going to drop some knowledge on y'all today. Yeah, we want to talk about money. Let's talk about that cash lash. Yeah, that green. That chingling ling. That lechuga. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, a lot of people have reached out to me and was like, great, man, um, you're here, you're on a plane, you're in a different country, and you're doing all of these great things. And there's a reason behind it, too, because I, by no means, am a wealthy man. And I'm okay with that. But you don't have to be wealthy in order to travel, per se. Mm -hmm. You just have to prioritize your money and and really trick yourself into into paying yourself. And I've been really good at that over the last couple of years. I'll tell you what, man. Reading Tony Robbins' books like Unbreakable or Unshakable and uh, you know Money Master the Game, all this other stuff. Like, there's one thing that definitely rings true from all these, you know, famous rich people, gurus, and this and that. They'd say the exact same thing in different words, which is basically you know, like they're all about paying money towards yourself, like put money in a 401k, a compound interest, right? Yeah. But even if it's not that, even on a smaller scale, if you don't have that kind of budget to be investing or put money into an account where you can't touch it till you're 65 years old, if you need money on hand and you want to be uh, a little bit more spontaneous, like you were saying, like figure out ways to do instead of putting 10 months, you know, I don't want to say instead of, but maybe if you already are putting 10% in a 401k or maybe you're not, just taking 10% of your income or 15% every month or something like that and just putting it in an envelope. And that is going to be your lifestyle fund. 
Man, listen, just like that, I do the envelope method. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of it. Um, and I constantly trick myself into thinking that I'm broke. Yeah. And I live by a broke lifestyle, which then in turns allows me to do some of the things that I want to do. Yeah. So, for example, let's just say I get paid on Friday. I will purposely go to the bank. Let's just say I'll take out $100 out of the bank that I don't need, but that's going to be $100 that I'm going to take and I'm going to put in the envelope or I'll even take, you know, the hundred dollars and I have like a, a piggy, like a wooden piggy bank at home mm-hmm. that I'll go and I'll just take that hundred dollars in. Why? Because it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So what happens is the more money you make, the more money you spend. But if you look at your account and it's like, damn, I only got seven hundred dollars on my account, you're less inclined to, you know, go out and overspend or buy or spend money on things that are really unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But if you see that you have thousands of dollars in the bank, it's easy to be like, oh, I want this. I want that. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go pop some bottles tonight. Mm-hmm. But I legit take money out of my, you know, when I get paid and we'll put it into different vehicles. This way is out of sight, out of mind. So, you know, and, and I'm not going to get into stocks and investments at this particular point. I'm just saying taking money and having liquid cash that's on site, maybe in your home and it's safe or like in the piggy bank that you just don't see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I trick myself into paying myself money all the time. Yeah. So, for example, I went out with one of the homies. We went to a, a bar. We had, you know, bar food. Um, I had a light beer. I had two. But I did want to drink scotch. So when I got home at the end of the night, I took the difference of what I was going to spend on the scotch that I really wanted. And I threw the extra money in the piggy bank. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, that bank's either full or that envelope, you'll look into it in a couple months. You'll be like, damn, mm-hmm. I saved up all of this money. So you know what? My reward is going to be, hey, I want to go on a cruise or I want to go to Costa Rica. I want to go do something. But it's very easy to trick yourself. But you got to be you. You got to act like you're broke. And it's it sounds like silly because it's like, oh, piggy banks, envelopes, this and that. It's the exact same thing as wealthy people having eight different accounts at two different, you know, banks and and at a credit union (laughs) yeah yeah you got a credit union over here and this one over there and everything else it's it's the exact same thing man it's just it's it is it's kind of diversifying like where your funds are available at and what they're allocated toward uh, you know and for specific lifestyles like for me i don't travel so like it's never been an issue for me to be like oh well i don't have a travel fund or i can't go to this place because of because i don't want to (laughs) go like it's just how i am stupid so i almost made you do spit take almost but (laughs) but yeah i just don't i don't traveling is not for me i'm more of a base builder when i play video games you know what i mean i'm more like instead of venturing out into the wilderness i tend to build my base up and build a nice big strong castle with all the amenities you know what i mean that's how i ride but um, yeah, man, it's the exact same thing as people just saving money in different locations for different reasons. Um, but it is also the mentality of like, if you think about it, there's people who make $35,000 a year that are homeowners. Why? Because they're good with their money or they're prioritize their money and they don't live above their means. Mm-hmm. So I have friends of mine that make, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year. And the more money they make, the more they spend on dumb shit. Yes. Because you know what? You get that new that new job or you have a high-paying job. What are you going to go out and do? You're going to get a really nice car. You're going to go out and get a Mercedes or a Maserati or whatever the case may be. You're mm-hmm. going to spend big money and now you have a $1,000 car payment or you know $800 car payment. Whereas like if you got like a car that's middle of the road, something that's still nice and, and uh, affordable, 
take that money and reallocate it somewhere else to allow for you to do more things. Mm -hmm. And I just think that people are so obsessed with trying to impress other fucking people. And I don't get it. Or themselves. Because I'm the same way. I don't I don't give a shit what other people think about me and then when it comes to stuff like that. Like I don't care if people think I have money. I wear you know, I buy I I literally buy like a pair of uh, Adidas Ultra Boosts once every three years and I ride them to the ground. Like that's how just you know, I just I don't really I'm not one of those people that just has like a ton of stuff to try to show out and, and you know, gold chains and everything yeah, else. For what? Listen, I, I, I hang out with care. a group of people, associates, not friends, but associates who when we go out, they like to do bottle services. Yeah, it's too much. They come out with the chains and they get the hookah. Man, your chain is fake as fuck. You're putting a show yeah, on. For who? Yeah. You're impressing your, your your boys? We all know it's fake. Yeah. We all know. Like, but they're I like just, tricking themselves. Because that's what I was about to say. It's like, it's, for me, I do that type of stuff sometimes. Not to show off to other people, to kind of show off to myself. Like I think there's a level of rewarding yourself that we do. Especially here in America, because I, I have heard people in like the UK kind of talk smack about about uh, how Americans do this sort of thing where we reward ourselves for being rewarded. You know what I mean? And we end up putting ourselves in a hole that way. It's like, oh, I was on a diet all week. I did real good. So now I deserve to eat this pizza and muffins and this and that. It's like, why are you rewarding yourself for being rewarded? Getting in shape and eating healthy is a reward. Why are you acting like you were punished and now you need a reward for doing it? So we do the same thing while making a lot of money and everything's going real great. So I need to reward myself. Well, it doesn't make sense when you put it that way. Why do you need to reward yourself for doing well? You, that is the reward, man. Yeah, doing well, <laughs> period. Yeah. That is the reward. So you don't need to do this stuff. And I'll tell you right now, knowing people who have like made millions of dollars still will have ups and downs in their life where they literally will, you know, their stocks don't do well or something happens with their finances and things get dropped or you have people who manage other people's money and then suddenly that money's gone and everything it ebbs and flows man it comes and goes and after that happens a couple times you're gonna realize you're gonna be sitting there with you know six-figure income and you're gonna be wearing sweatpants and Reeboks because you don't give a shit anymore because yep. you know how unimportant that stuff actually is and then you start to contextualize what is important my retirement my family my legacy that sort of thing you're gonna start looking at different ways to invest to make sure that your name sticks around after you're gone see i'm a big proponent of you know, work hard, play hard as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that you have to accumulate an extreme amount of wealth because, listen, I've had family members and, you know, have had friends whose parents have died, you know, in their 50s and early 60s. And I know a lot of people who work hard their whole life. They save, 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 mm -hmm. and never Lose got it. a chance to enjoy themselves. Lose it, yep. And then you die. Can't take away. What you. have you done or you're sick, you know, or your, your health is ailing? Now what? You got all of this money that you busted your ass for and you didn't get a chance to live your life. So mm -hmm. the balance. Um, yeah, it, there's definitely a balance. But, you know, I just wanted to really make it a point that it doesn't really matter what your income level is uh, to really kind of prioritize your money, mm -hmm. figure out what's important to you. And I think that so many people lose focus on what really is important or they don't actually map out potential goals of what they want to do with their money. They just say, Oh, well, it would be nice to get a new car. Oh, I really want to buy a house. All right, and that's all cool, but how much do you need to have as a down payment for that car? You know, how much of a monthly payment can you afford? Like, they don't visualize it through its entirety. They just say, oh, I want, mm -hmm. or oh, that'd be nice, or I wish I could. Uh, no, you can do it, but yeah. you got to put that plan in action in order to know how to execute it. Yeah, you got to get there. So, you know, I have a couple of things that I have, uh, you know, planned in regards to purchasing a new home, 
but I know how I'm going to achieve that. I know what I need to do in order to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I know how much money, you know, I know how much money I need my mortgage to be. Yeah. I know, you know, what I need my credit score to be. So put the plan together and that shit is uh, attainable. Yeah. I make a lot more money than $35,000 a year. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now. Because remember, anybody who listens to the podcast knows we've come from yeah, highs and lows. From, listen. The lowest of lows. Yeah. Been through it. Yeah. But. You know, our, our, our life's journey is written in pencil, mm-hmm. not in pen. So your story is never over until you deem that it's over. That's true. And yeah. that's been one of my things is, yo, my story's never over. I know I've been through tough, um, hard times, but I, it's never been in my nature to be like, oh, I'm going to quit and I'm going to accept defeat and just continue to just be a schlep and just feel bad and sorry for myself. Nah, B, I got things to do, son. Yeah. <laughs> I got places I want to go. I got things that I want to do. And, you know, I want to keep, you know, doing them freely. Like, I don't want to have to think about something. Like, if I, if I want to go on a trip somewhere, I want to be able to go and know that I don't have to worry about money. Or when I come home, you know, like, damn, like, I got to bust my ass to kind of yeah, yeah. get back or, you know, be able to pay these bills. Yo, trick yourself into paying yourself. So, for example, I am going to a party this evening. Um, I have already taken out money to uh, chip in for a gift for this party tonight. And then the remaining balance of this money, I'm going to fill up my gas tank, and then I will take the remaining cash that I have and put it into my envelopes, you know, that I have deemed for, you know, um, vacation. I have a party envelope. Mm-hmm. I have a house envelope, um, a new car envelope. Mm-hmm. So all of these things, like, I'll continue to put money in there. But if you look at my account, my actual checking account, you're like, damn, son, you're broke as fuck. I don't ever keep money in my because checking account. I, 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 but a lot of people live off their checking account. Yeah. So let's just say, for example, I keep $700 in my checking account at any given time. Mm-hmm. And then I'll move money around if I need, you know, depending on the expenses. But me seeing that there's only a couple hundred dollars in that account. Makes you feel like you, you don't have. Makes you feel like you are broke yeah. and you're less inclined to spend. Yeah. Man, and knowing you that you're not broke is also like gives you the reassurance to be like, you know, I'm good though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I'm not going to go to Chipotle because I got chicken at home. I could grill up real yes, quick. Because I know that's a that's a real no cap thing right there. Especially that I've been like, yo, let's go get some lunch. And you're just like, yo, I got food at home. Yeah. Listen, and it's not I already that paid I don't for want it. to, but yeah. it's theirs already. Like, I don't waste food either. Like yeah. at home, if there's food in my fridge, I won't go out and buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't go out and treat myself to, like, a lunch if there's food there. Yeah. You know, just because, like, listen, we all work for hard for our monies, man. And so many times over the years, I've squandered countless amounts of money Stupid on the dumbest shit. Yeah. You know, you can't get that money back. So, like, even, you know, up to, like, several years ago, just doing, like, bottle service stuff. Mm-hmm. Popping by through fucking, and I look back and I'm like, damn, that was such an ignorant period of my life. Mm-hmm. Good times, but ignorant where I could have been doing other things and putting myself in a better position to do certain things. Yeah, but like, what literally go when I stayed in New York for a year? I'm so happy I don't drink because I never uh, had to deal with alcohol prices at all. Ridiculous. Uh, people used to ask me like, yo, how do you afford to you know buy all this like camera equipment and this and that and. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, imagine never having spent a dollar on alcohol your entire life. Yeah. Imagine how, oh, you, instead of buying like any, a beer, anything, mm-hmm. any liquor your entire life, and then just putting that into, uh, you know, a wallet of its own, like it's a lot of money. It's tens of thousands of dollars over the years. Yeah. And so, uh, like, don't get me wrong, I will go out. That's just me. And, and, and have drink. a good time and party with my friends. Mm-hmm. But some of the things that I, I would do either 
by myself or with, you know, different groups of friends. I'm more reserved now. And it's nice to know that I could move that way and pop bottles if I want. But then thinking back to it, it's like, yeah, this one night worth of hanging out in this local venue and me spending $300 is $300 that I could be using on an airline ticket to go to, you know, <laughs> yeah. go fly out to California. And while everybody else here is going to be here again next weekend, yes, I could be in Cabo I'll, or something. I'll, bro, listen, that's, speak on it. For the same price. <laughs> speak on it. Yeah. But people always say I'm broke, but mm-hmm. they don't have the money. But now nah, you do have the money, says so how you're choosing to spend it on the dumbest shit. Yeah. Like, I have a friend of mine who's obsessed with sneakers. I don't get that. And that's okay. That's I like sneakers. That's his thing. But I can't drop big money on sneakers, man. I'm a a 40-plus-year-old black man. I've never owned a pair of Jordans in my life. Me neither. I've never owned a pair of Jeezys, nor will I. No. Number one. So when I go out to certain places, everybody in the room, all of the men have Jordan and Yeezys on. Y'all all all look like a bunch of clones. You're the same, yeah. Y'all all all look the same. So what I need to go out and spend three, four, five hundred $500 on a pair of sneakers to look like one of y'all? Yeah. I'm out here in my Aldo shoes. What's good? Yeah, yeah. People thinking that they Gucci's. Or I do have a pair of uh, Gucci. I got a pair of, like, guest sneakers. Like... On sale. You know, but... (laughs) And I still look good. Yeah. You know, so it's just... How you choose to spend your money. Like, one of my boys went out and bought eight eight pair of sneakers the other day. Fucking for what? Yeah, Why'd you buy eight pair of sneakers... Where the average cost was like three, four hundred dollars. No, man, no. To to do what? Wear shoes. To wear. <laughs> if you right, wearing shoes, listen. so people look and go nice shoes. And I, but and half the time I don't care. I'll tell you what though, there is something to that. There is a level of people do spend money on things like bottle service or sneakers or whatever it is that gives them a level of confidence, right? It's not just about like showing up to other people. There's a level of like confidence that you get from it, but there's a a much stronger and more deep and true level of confidence you have when you don't need it. When yeah. you're standing in a room full of Jordans and you, you're you just like, I don't need that. I don't need that. I've never felt that, that way. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a level of confidence yeah. to be able to say, I don't need it. Maybe you need that to feel confident, but I'm confident right now in this white tee. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And that's a different level of confidence. That I think it takes maybe some time to get to. Some people have it naturally, but some people need to get there. Listen, there's this uh, a one guy. Damn, I almost said his name and put him on front street for no reason. Nope, but, no, uh, no out here. But it, it's one of these guys that all of the girls love. Like, girls love him, right? And this dude is the biggest fronter I've ever met in my life. <laughs> he wears the chains. He mm-hmm. wears the rings. Dress is nice. But, homie, you rent a room. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you legit rent a room. You're not balling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, balling on a budget. Not. Yeah, yeah, you're you're fronting. Yeah, there's a level. Yeah, a lot of people do that, man. A lot of people like when I see knowing the area that I live in, particularly, is very much middle class area, and I see Teslas everywhere I look. I when I drive down the street in front of the, some of the restaurants out here, man, I see I see Maseratis, I see Lamborghinis, yeah. I see Ferraris, I see all kinds of stuff, and I'm like, there is no way. There's no way that you guys are actually able to afford that. If you lose your job tomorrow, you are effed. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many people that are just living beyond their means. They're like, oh, I make $1,000 a month so I can afford a $500 payment. No, man. Your expenses should not be over, in my mind, 30 to 40% of your income. That's how I roll. Some people, man, your expenses are 90% of your income. I did That's terrible. I did financial consulting years ago, mm-hmm. early in life, right? did financial consulting. And I wouldn't, I'll never forget meeting 
people who have uh, who have called in for services who are doctors or lawyers or dentists who have accumulated big time debt because of school. Yeah. And then what they what happens is they, you know, hey, I'm now a doctor. Got to get a Porsche. I got to get a Porsche or a Ferrari. <laughs> so I got I got to I got to buy the big house. Yeah. And then you look, they have all of this debt accumulated. I'll never forget the first time I I, I went. Uh, it was a, I had an appointment in Rumson, and these people had a big, beautiful house, Mercedes Benzes in the driveway. We sat on metal chairs, like folding chairs, in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. They had no furniture. Empty kitchen, yeah. Empty. I see it all the time. Yeah, they couldn't afford the furniture. Yep, because of their debt, and that's why I was there. Mm-hmm. But it's fronting and keeping up with the Joneses and trying to impress upon people who don't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably my biggest takeaway from this is like, <laughs> stop trying to impress people who don't matter, who don't care about you. And yeah, worry it, about what's, what's best for you and your family. Yeah. Everybody wants to impress upon other people. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, like, learn how to have confidence independent of, you know, material things. Like, it's just the level of confidence that I think people get from having the Jordans and having this and that, like, that can't be easily replaced. And I think you just need to learn how to know that you don't need those things. You know, like, I don't need this to feel confident. Because yeah, at the learn, end of the day, learn like... how to flex differently. Nobody's going to, like, if, you know, I don't want to speculate on who's into who these days. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> piss anybody off. But, you know, whether it's a guy or a girl or a, an other that you're interested in, man, they're not going to be any more interested in you because of your Jordans. And if they are, they're interested in your Jordans. They're interested in any guy wearing your Jordans, not you. Like, focus on being an attractive you, not an attractive mannequin. Covered in things that other mm, people want. Speak on it. <laughs> like, you're replaceable. That's it. If somebody else could buy those clothes and drive that car, they'll go right over to that person. You know, focus on being an attractive version of yourself, independent of material things. Yeah, man. Gosh. It just gets me so pumped up just because I've seen the mistakes that I've made with money over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I Same. granted I've, I've tried some things and investments, certain things have failed. Look, you're, we're not always going to be successful at things, but like if you recognize a pattern of self-destructive behavior or you notice that you're going down the wrong path, yo, correct that shit. Yeah. You know, get yourself in, get yourself in check. Like, and I think that's the problem is a lot of people don't do enough self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time. Yeah. To actually sit back and look <laughs> at the way that I was kind of conducting myself and in my life. And, you know, it, it I started looking up to people around me. You were actually one of those figures. Um, our boy, Eric, to an extent, was one of those those figures, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Brian. So I just always have been blessed to be surrounded by a good group of core friends. Mm hmm. That have, you know, kind of helped alter my lifestyle and the way that I think mm-hmm. and who I am as a person. So, yo, big out to the, to the true homies, yo, to my to my real friends. To the day ones. Yeah, man. And, and, and don't be, listen, don't be so hyped up with calling this person that you just met three months ago your friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not. No, no, no. Most people are envious assholes who want to stab you in the back. Um, over the last couple of months doing a social media thing, there have been... Uh, people now that I now would actually consider better friends than people that I've known forever. Mm -hmm. Um, I received a package to my house a couple of weeks ago and it was a hand, uh, a a typed letter and a gift. 
I don't know how homie got my address. I really don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have actually told only me about this. ever spoke to this man um, online mm-hmm. through social media. He supports everything that we do, you know, with like the Goldfang, very big supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I received this gift in the mail, it, it legit put it, brought a tear to my eye because of the things that he wrote. Yeah. And the gift that he left, like, meant a lot to me. And I'm like, yo, there's people that I know in real, like, in person and that I consider my friends who wouldn't take the time to go to, to say this these level words yeah. and say these, the, these words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like that meant a lot to me. I actually have it framed. I have it framed because I just thought it was just such a, uh, an amazing gesture mm-hmm. that really meant a lot to me. So, yo, big out, big, big shouts to my man, Jerry. I'm going I'm to put him out there. Yo, Jerry, big shouts to you, yo. Jerry's <laughs> one of the homies, man, who um, supports the brand. And, um, He's actually one of the, the, the people that I consider the homie. I actually talked to him for the first time over the phone. I had received the gift, then I called him like a week later, and we talked for like 40 minutes. And you would have thought that we've known each other for, you know, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually going to go meet up one of the uh, friends of the program. We're going to go meet up and, um, you know, support uh, Low Fat Pat's boxing match. So it's just amazing uh, that this there's been this community built of you know, men who have never really met each other in person and we're all going to meet at a boxing event to support another one of the members who supports. So everybody is giving back yeah, and everybody's supporting one another. And I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. People go out and support big brands, but they don't support the, you know, brands of people that they know. Mm-hmm. A guy um, has a, a, a clothing line called Swole Up. I've never met this guy, Nate okay. Tejada from Swole Up. Yep. Guys Big in his in forty, yo, Nate's jacked out of his mind. Yes, I seen that he's, you know, he always reaches out to me, says stuff to me on social media, uh, he's purchased Goldfang stuff. So what did I do? I supported his brand. I bought a pair of sneakers to wear to the gym. Mm-hmm. So yo, go out and support people that you know personally, whether they're artists, um, you know, influencers, design. Support the people that you know. Forget these. Big freaking name brand Gucci's and not, yo support people that you know. In all honesty, just having our Goldfang brand walking around like it started so many conversations and opened up so many doors. Just walking around in a brand that people don't recognize because people for whatever reason just have the courage to just. I get asked all the time, "What's Goldfang?" Man, I, my dentist asked me the other I had day. Oh, white lady, what's a Goldfang? What's a Goldfang? What's that? Like everybody's curious. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's. I'd rather do that than somebody see me in a pair of Jordans or, you know, whatever, and just go like, oh, yeah, it's another one, another one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, big shout out to everybody that have supported the Goldfang brand. Uh, Billy and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, something that we've been working on a lot lately. We haven't posted a whole lot of content. Really upset that uh, social media, man, I, t- I tell you, some of the, the platforms, um, you know, pulling our stuff down because we 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 use what Fang Gang. Fang Gang, yeah. Like it's it's such bullshit. Yeah, I mean, even like a couple weeks after I had posted that about Instagram, technically Facebook and now Meta, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is uh you know being an a hole about that. Uh, a few weeks after that, um, the company that does our fulfillment said the exact same thing. They were like, we don't want to print these shirts. We don't know what it means. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. We don't want us. We don't want to it's support any sort of like gang, gang. Yeah, yeah, gang, uh, uniform, whatever, blah blah blah. I'm just like, man, don't you understand? Like, we say gang because it's like family group. You know what I mean? Like, it's us. Like, it's a movement. I'm sorry, but Fang Family doesn't sound as good as Fang Gang. No, I'm sorry. no, Fang Gang <laughs> has a ring to it, 
and we're going to keep saying it. Uh, we might not be able to print it on stuff until we find somebody, you know, local or in-house that we might do, do a, a run of stuff. Maybe that's something we do as a Patreon exclusive shop, you know, get your fan gang gear. But at the same time, like, you know, it's me. I always said gang, like that was my movement. Like it was cause I grew up watching Scooby-Doo and it's like, what's up gang? But, hey yes, gang. Like everything has to be so controversial nowadays. Yeah. I'm like, like, yo, this starts from Scooby. This at the, at its core, as corny as it sounds, this comes from Scooby-Doo. Like I've been saying gang for a long time. Hey gang. I say it in business meetings with clients, everything. Hey gang, how's everybody doing today? How's everybody's weekend? You know, like it's, it comes and it goes so easily when you use it regularly like that. And in all honesty, like I remember in the nineties and two thousands, like where, you know, being gang associated was a much more serious implication than it is now. I think yeah. like, it's not that big of a deal. Like if you're, you know, you're not worried about wearing like the wrong colors these days as you were in like the two thousands and stuff like yeah. that. I just don't think in terms of, uh, you know, the potential of it, meaning real gang, it's, it's at an all time minimum now. Like people say gang, gang all the time. People say it's, it's just something that's a part of our, you know, our culture now. Just say the, you know, it's, it's not necessarily gang associated, but it's just, I don't know, man, old heads in there. I don't know who is, who it is. That's just algorithms. All of these things suck. The your platforms are why, bro, you can't say anything yeah. without offending people or groups of <laughs> it's impossible I don't even want to get started down this it's impossible man because like i started a couple weeks ago or not a couple weeks ago wow it's so crazy no a couple months ago i started being like you know like because i used to consider myself a liberal until liberals got crazy you know and we won't get political but i'm just gonna say in front of my girlfriend who like we were on the same uh you know thought path or whatever like for a long time i started saying stuff like man liberals are effing this up liberals are this conservatives are that she's like every time you say that you sound like a crazy person and i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's gotten to man like you can't say anything without offending or making somebody think like ooh, he must be on the other team or blah, blah, blah. Yo, it's like it's you get, <laughs> that comes up in conversation so much now like, yeah just be a good fucking human. Just be a good person, man. Yo, it's really not that I believe hard. I believe in human rights and human freedoms. Yeah. And just and not being a piece of shit and taking those things away from somebody. Yeah. That's at that the simple. End of the, day, the the people in power don't give a f they don't care about us. They don't man. care the about us. People in power. So just it, it's we need to stop being pitted against one another and sides and agendas against one another. And it seems like an impossible battle, but it's just one of those things where I just think people need to start thinking more freely for themselves. Yeah. And that's really what the problem is. Yeah. I, I'd be, it'd be great if more people could be like, if somebody says like, hey man, do you like Yankees or Red Sox? If somebody could just be like golf, <laughs> like it just, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. About You're making me choose between two things I don't care about. The two things that don't represent me, two things that don't represent my interests, make me adopt something because it's like, oh, there's two. Mm -hmm. But yeah, not, not, it's guys think for yourselves when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your views, when it comes to everything, be a good person, be good to your family, be good to your wallet. Yeah, do do <laughs> it for you. Wallet, Don't yeah. do it for other people, man, because other people at the end of the day, they're just going to take what they can get from you and keep it moving. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think this is it, man, or else we're going to start diving off on another rabbit hole, which we will do in another episode. Yep. Um. We should do a, really do a, a holiday episode for the peoples, man. Uh, 
Christmas episode so I can be Ebenezer. Maybe we'll do that next time, yeah. Yeah. Get your Scrooge on. Yes, sir. I got a vent why I hate Christmas. Oh, my God. It's all because of you, Rachel. I, I need to hear about... Whoa. All right. It's that's all because of you. That's gonna, I hope you're listening. That's going to be a lot to unpack. <laughs> Let's go. All right, Fang Gang. Until the next one. We out. We out. We out.